You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Morical. With me, as always, the brightest day to my blackest night, Sean Keller. Hey, Green Lantern, yum. (laughs) (laughs) And Mike Perretta. I don't get the reference. Hi. (laughs) I'm super proud of Sean. He immediately picked up that's from Green Lantern. Nice. This is a little nonsense. Dalton's Dentures for Demons. What? Hey there. If you're anything like me, those 30,000-year-old chompers just aren't what they used to be. (laughs) Regular old dentures don't cut it. Let's face it. We need horrible, serrated, knife-like teeth. And that's tough to find in today's market. That is, until I discover Dalton's dentures for demons. They're specially made for demons, and they rend flesh in gory, nightmarish fashion. Just like the real thing. Four rows of razor-sharp fangs that come in any of three authentic colors. (laughs) Black. Blood red. <laughs> and dripping with blood red. <laughs> Don't take it from me. Try a set of Dalton's yourself. You'll be crunching through human bones, just like the days of old. And just in time for the end times. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, back to you. <laughs> Mike, you sounded so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, back to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, not my, not my best. <laughs> I am all the way in the furthest upper corner of my house, furthest away from my router. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, la- I'm, la- I'm laughing because it's so obvious. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's what I was gonna about to ask. How bad it is because I can move down to the office. It's real bad. God damn well, it! So far, it's been just a just abysmal. But you could, I mean, <laughs> maybe it'll maybe it'll turn around. Yeah, I'm sure it'll just magically once again. Technical wizard. Technology um, works better if you hope harder. God damn it! I was gonna say actually, it sounded better, and then it didn't. Yeah. Well, why don't I, uh, I'm going to keep recording because, hey, it's a laptop. And yeah, you, just should, move everything. you should keep recording. Yeah. All right. I'm going to gonna do that. Let's see. Why did you I'll decide my... to do it there if you could just do it in the office? I don't understand. Well, why does anyone decide to do anything, Mike? <laughs> well, <laughs> to achieve, like, to achieve a Because there's result. reasons. There's yeah. reasons. I don't have to explain myself to you. <laughs> 
We, I have my reasons. For tonight's segment, we're going to force Sean to explain his reasons to us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. God damn it. That's fine. I mean, there's no... Uh, it's going to be a really short segment. This is just so stupid. Can't believe this. Are you in the office yet? So, so, I haven't even, like, moved. I'm unplugging wires still. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many, so many wires. Why can't everything be wireless yet? Ah. Well, the one... Th- ah. I mean, every, everything is except for power. Yeah. And even that's wireless to some people. Oh, God. Oh, my God. This is just, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mike, what uh, what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, we're just going to, we're just going to let Sean uh, have his meltdown and, and you yeah. and I will talk about video games. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so I've been... <laughs> I picked I picked up uh, Black Mesa. Like I, I told you guys about now. this. Sure, it's uh, it's Half Life One, but but it's been remastered. And I guess I guess really they released the first installment of it, like they back can, in twenty twelve. Like I'm having trouble focusing because of Sean's just <sighs> rambling. I don't know what's going on there, but. Anyway, it, um, it looks well. I mean, we could we could mute him. It no, looks so much better. I'm I'm reminded of how great how great of a game. Geez, this is just like awful. This is really <laughs> now the bird is going. I can I you can't. hear me better? <laughs> I'm gonna move the bird. That's the next part. I have to move the bird cage. Why do you have Why do you have a bird? Jesus, just kill it. Just kill it. Eat it. Sorry, I like animals. I do. It's true. Anyway, so Half-Life 1 turns out to be a really good game that I haven't played in 20 years. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I And it's got me extra excited about uh, Alex, the, sure. the VR entry to Half-Life 2, I guess, technically, still. I don't know. It, it It's kind of a sequel, but... Certainly, the the engine has to be new, right? They can't be using the source so. engine. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's it's uh, probably gonna get me to to buy a VR headset. Sure, sure. I really want. I want to play that. I want to play Batman Arkham VR. Oh yeah, which well, isn't that's... which isn't. It's not a very long game, but it's only like twenty bucks. Yeah. And then, you, then I could actually feel like Batman. Yeah, how could, instead how could of, you resist you know, that? I, I'm having a serious problems, uh, you know, resisting that period. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing keeping me from doing it is the the cost of like. It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. It's been it's been a while since you've updated your rig, right? Um, few years. Okay, but you're still you feel like you could still handle VR pretty well. Oh yeah. Okay. Because you need you absolutely really need sixty frames per second for VR. Otherwise, you're Definitely. you're gonna not feel good. 
Listen, if I have to unplug some monitors to make that work, I will do it. So the cost, really, the the better headsets are like four or $500, right? Yeah, to, to get everything for, like, uh, the Valve Index, that's a grand. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> you guys talking about VR? Yeah, we, we are. are. We are mm. VR. And we're, we're talking I about see. how if you want to do it the right way... Uh, you have to be a, a thousand Well, you have, your computer, you, you got to have, like, a probably... You know, one fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar plus computer, and then you've got to, mm. and then you got to invest a thousand dollars in the headset and the peripherals, and it's probably cheaper know, so to just do do what the game does in real life. Mm. Yeah, just, just like rent a helicopter and cheaper, like jump around on a, rooftops. A lot more and shoot dangerous, <laughs> dangerous, and I mean, you're gonna, uh, you're well, going to end up in prison if you do what. You do or in dead. any video game, even if you just do what you do in Zelda, and you, you you barge, you just barge into people's houses and smash their pots and stuff. I mean, you're going to end up in prison. I really want them to make a, a VR sports team management simulator for Sean. God <laughs> damn it, Joe! You were inside my head today. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Good lord! Can you explain what that would look like? No, because it's a terrible idea. It's like you're, you're like you're like <laughs> sitting just, you're sitting at a desk and you get like it would look like Tony Stark and the Avengers just moving shit around, uh, but it's just the same sports management sim. But if it's oh, so, you wouldn't but, even you wouldn't even be giving like orders to people if in real time. I take that back. Okay, you could do like uh, yeah, I could be like the coach, like hanging uh, one one foot outside the dugout, like slapping my arms and doing weird hand signs, telling my guy to like steal second base and stuff. Yeah, but that's that's different from like I mean, uh, being a coach is different from being a manager. You don't get to be both, right? Well, it's different than being a general manager. Yes, uh, the general I mean, manager. Well, I mean, some players game, he can be both. I could, but also there have been plenty of examples in sports where there's there's been player coaches too. Uh, but yeah, there have been Michael Jordan when he uh, was in charge of the, the Wizards. Wizards. I mean, yeah. he wasn't he wasn't technically the coach, but he was basically the coach. <laughs> like whatever he wanted to do, he could fire the coach. So yeah but i'm just I'm just imagining most of the management work is done like sitting behind a desk on a phone making phone calls, yeah, it's like moneyball with Brad Pitt, yeah, so we'll do that in v r which is a that wonderful movie. Great. yeah, Moneyball would make a great video game. <laughs> you just place phone calls to Jonah Hill and eat stuff, yeah. <laughs> it's Brad Pitt, that's what he does <laughs> that's acting for Brad Pitt, right. right. But no, Jonah Hill just stands beside you while you're making phone calls to other teams. I would play the shit out of that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm listening to it like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're calling great. You, you have to make deals with them. You're like, no, no. All right, I'll give you Pujols. Uh, you give me uh, Vladimir Guerrero. Throw in a first round pick. Now, is this... Uh, My, I'm sorry, I, I fell asleep while you is were this, acting Is this that a out. single player game with uh, AI managers you're talking to or agents? Yes. And it's or, and or, voice or recognition, they, and it could be it could be a multiplayer game where you're talking to other people, trying to get their people. No, because anytime you open it, unless it's like you get to pick the people you're playing with. Okay, yeah, it could be just like huge if we started a league. Yeah, yeah but it's just a bunch be. of like teenagers who are like, yeah. "All right, I'll give you a Vladimir Guerrero," and they're like, "I fucked your mom last night," and it's like, "Well, that that may yeah. be, but I still want Vladimir Guerrero." <laughs> <laughs> 
More, more now than ever. So, so it's got <laughs> to be it's got to be pre-recorded or procedurally generated AI audio. Procedurally, yeah. Have you, you guys have seen procedurally like procedurally I mean, generated like, audio is getting really good. Yes, I was just yeah. about to say I saw a demo like a couple years ago where they were like, you know, tell your phone you want to order a pizza from Bear Nose, oh, and yeah, then yeah, the yeah. phone just like places a call and it like waits and makes noises like, uh huh, okay, cool, yeah, and it just sounds like indistinguishable from a person. I mean, that would be cool as fuck if we could do AI They have audio. that. Yeah, but in <laughs> games, I mean, you know, like... Uh, right. Well, I mean, it's got to be headed there, right? Uh, there actually... Yeah. There's software now where, like, it can take a basically a print of your voice and then replicate it. So you could still have voice yes. actors who just say the minimum number of phonemes for the, the system to take over and then have the game say whatever the fuck you need them to say. Yeah. Oh my god. Right. Yeah. yeah. You just hire Robert De Niro to like read the the quick the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog, and then like all of a sudden it's Robert De Niro is just an actor in your game. That was the worst <laughs> impression I've ever done in my life. It sounded like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I know. The, the quick quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. <laughs> okay. I am put, Robert Ber- De Niro. put Bernie Sanders in a De Niro movie. Go. Did you? Fuck my wife. <laughs> does does Robert De Niro say that in a movie? What movie is that? Raging Bull. Yeah, I've never seen it. You monster. <laughs> I, I I haven't either. Well, I'm not surprised by that, Mr. Jawsless. No. That's your name now, Jawsless. It's a really stupid name for a stupid person who hasn't seen Jaws, Jawsless. I accept that. <laughs> Damn it. It didn't Listen, have the intended I know effect. I'm, I know I'm in the wrong. I shall call you Joe, is punishment. <laughs> Look, I only have so many thousands of hours to waste. I can't watch Raging Bull. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that. He's got to watch through the West Wing for a 70th time. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd hey, rather. They could, they could make a... How about that game? How about they, they procedurally generate different shit and you're the president and you get to play the West Wing the game. Mike would never leave his house. <laughs> that would be a great game. Yeah, yeah. For Which, sure. Right? Who, who would you want to be in the in the West Wing game? Like, who the are you? Writer. I, I mean, I, you I might would be, want to be Toby. one of the existing characters. Mike would be I would Toby. be Toby 100%. I'd be Toby. <laughs> I would be Josh, hands down. Would you want to be to- Toby or would you want to play a game that Toby is in? Because if you're Toby... Then there's no Toby. Oh no, I, I, I would you. want to be the communications director. Wait, is what I'm saying. would you want to be Toby or would you want to be Rob Lowe? No, I'd still rather be Toby. I love Toby. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, you're an intern. Welcome to the game. <laughs> Shred all of this for the next two years. I posted a link into the chat. Uh, go to that website. Scroll down to where it says overdub. Uh-huh. I'm there. You can type absolutely anything into that box that says get in shape and then hit speak it and it will generate the audio for it from that from the woman who made the voice prints uh, voice print. Uh, anyone listening who wants to play with this utility, do a search for the Lyrebird AI. That's L-Y-R-E bird. Can you I- record your own voice and have it use your voice? Yeah, if you if you pay for their service, absolutely. That is really cool. It's uh it's it's actually a utility in uh 
that you can use in a podcast editing software platform that I, I don't want to pay for. So you, you can actually replace things that you've said by, yeah, by if, recording. Uh, well, I guess you don't have to. You could just record it technically if you wanted sure, to. This is but easier if after, you just the, type if it. after the fact, yeah. if after the fact, like you want to change a word that you used yeah. well after we recorded it, you could. You know, the biggest flaw in this, though, right, is the inflection. You can't, uh, I mean, stuff changes so much by how you but say the, it. the AI should probably be able to figure that out. The AI you is just said good that exactly it, like the not, lady in the website. Yeah. The problem is going to be uh, humor. You know, the, the AI mm. isn't going to have comedic inflection. Yeah. Yeah, it's just going to say things. I mean, if it's funnier than you are, we've got problems. That's for sure. Yeah. Or, or I finally uh, figured out how to get to the top. <laughs> we could just take our, our Hangout chats and just plug them into this software, and we never have to record a podcast ever again. Which is good, because we couldn't, because we'd all be in prison. <laughs> That's just what if, if today's chats were any indication. <laughs> I don't think it's Hi, a NSA. good idea, guys. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I've typed typed some things. Yeah, you especially mm. have typed some things. There's <laughs> no getting around it. Yeah, you're in maximum security. I think I'm in a white collar prison. <laughs> Why well, would I be maximum security based on oh, the you lang- know. language I used? <laughs> there, there have been moments where I've seen things that you've typed, and I've considered destroying my my work computer <laughs> immediately. <laughs> That is the greatest compliment anyone's ever paid. <laughs> I actually, I look around with a panic, uh, and I, I think about <laughs> what I should do. I, I've actually, I've typed shit to you guys and hit send before and thought to myself, God, I really hope they're at their desk and that their boss doesn't walk by when they're away from their desk and see this. <laughs> I thought you were in so much trouble. I thought you were going to say, shouldn't have sent that. But uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 reg- no regrets, <laughs> no regrets, <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't leave the chat window up when I walk away from my desk. Yeah, me neither. I figured you guys were uh, smarter than that. No, I don't either. But yeah, some of the some of the things I've typed though, I was like, boy, I hope that they're they're not off their game today because <laughs> because I don't want to get that phone call. Hey, thanks a lot, man. You got me fired. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to say some pretty fucked up shit to get me fired. I know. Because <laughs> I, I work in a pretty chill place. I, oh, man. I don't. I, Challenge I, accepted. <laughs> yeah, no, these guys, they're pretty, they're pretty Christian. You know, it's a pretty Christian organization. I don't think... Uh, is it really? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I huh. mean... It's interesting. It, you and I both work for highly secular... Uh, traditionally religious yeah i mean it's it's christian it's christian enough that my bosses are willing to like use the word god on calls which to me to me seems pretty christian (laughs) i actually think that the fact the fact that i live in wheaton probably contributed to me getting this job (laughs) is wheaton like a highly Oh God! Oh yes, part of town. It has really? it has more. Come on, everybody knows that wheat is the most religious grain. <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, Wheaton Wheaton College <laughs> Wheaton College is considered the Harvard of Christian colleges. Number one, 
<laughs> is it really? Yeah, I mean, you could get you out can, of here. No, I'm fucking serious. You can Google it. And what? also, Wheaton, Wheaton has more churches per capita than any other fucking town in the entire country. Huh. Those is, are facts. Is that true? <laughs> yes, it's true. What? Why do you... Why? <laughs> That's... Wow. Okay. It's... Hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a great town. I love it, but... It makes me look. Everything you said seems contrary to the statement. It's a great town. It makes me, at least to me, it makes me look like I'm a huge Christian. Uh, you know, mm, we've. Huh. We, in fact, when I when we put when we put Halloween decorations up uh, last year, uh, one of our neighbors came up and said, "So, do you guys uh, do you guys do Christmas decorations?" <laughs> <laughs> Thinking that you were pagans. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. It seemed like they were trying to make sure, though, that... They were making sure that Christ was your Lord and Savior. So you guys... Uh, so, you guys... so is he, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, This is a little yes. nonsense. <laughs> and if he's not, do you have a moment to talk about Satan? <laughs> <laughs> that might be the that might be the name of the episode. Uh, I wonder. I wonder what the success rate would be. Like if you sent if you sent uh, two people door to door down two different blocks, and one group was talking about, "Do you have a moment to talk about Jesus Christ?" And the other one said, "Satan." I think that the Satan group would probably have a higher success rate of initiating conversation. Hmm. Actually, yes. D- not right. not in Wheaton. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, in Wheaton for sure it would actually because they'd oh, be because they want to convert you. Yeah, they're they're quite evangelical. Yeah. In fact, uh, Wheaton is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if what if you what if they open the door though, and you're like. Do you have a moment to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> and you're wearing well, like red order, contacts. In order for the stuff. experiment to be, uh, you know, as <laughs> fair as possible, we would have to have two sets of twins <laughs> and have one brother so from each pairing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> two sets of twins. I misunderstood. I mean, if, if you got quadruplets, that'll work. <laughs> that would really be the fairest way. Wheaton College is is Billy Graham's alma mater. Hot damn. Lead singer, lead singer of the Smash <laughs> No, he's the guy who invented the Graham Cracker show. Oh, he, no, that's he's Richard also the lead Graham. singer of the Smashing Pumpkins. That dude's impressive. That's Richard Graham man. Cracker, if I recall. <laughs> Dr. Richard Graham Cracker. He didn't go to eight years of Graham Cracker medical school. <laughs> Period. He just it's didn't twice do that. as long as regular medical school. <laughs> well, clearly. Uh, <laughs> Why does it have to be medical school? Two of those years in the middle, though, were marshmallow and chocolate schools. Joe, I was going to ask you something. Um, Mike is living in uh, Jesusville over there, but you, Joe, you, uh, you yeah. are in. You're in like the city, uh, the city of Chicago. That's uh, correct. What is what is it like? With all of this uh, coronavirus stuff, is it less trafficked? Are you seeing way less oh, people God, out yeah. on the streets? Oh, so so I mean that's got to be kind of surreal, though, right? You're used. I mean, the hustle and bustle of the city, and and now it's not. I heard they were closing down. Uh, that uh, way? They're closing down lakefront uh, areas. 
for yeah they had to because people were going we had a really way, nice day yesterday, way too many so. people yeah but yeah i i've gone to a couple of stores and like i went i, I had to stop at a 7-eleven on the way home tonight and there was no one in it that's was that's uh, unusual yeah yeah it was real weird it was real hmm. weird but uh, you know my my work is all the way in the suburbs, and it takes me the same amount of time to get home as it does to get to work in the morning. It's a little over a half hour. It's amazing. And the normal normal commute for you is what like an hour? Norm- normally it takes me an hour to get home. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, that's great. Right, because you leave early, yeah. so it's it's pretty fast in the morning. Usually, probably. Yeah, and in the in the morning, it, it's rarely more than like forty to forty five minutes. Well, that's got to feel good. I'll tell you what feels even better: not leaving my house at all. <laughs> yeah, way to rub way to rub it in, <laughs> Dick. Yeah, I just work here. Just work right here. Feels good. I work where I sleep. I'm Mike. I mean, I I work like 20 feet away from where I sleep. It's not the same. It's close. Have you seen those lying down desks? No, but that sounds yes. that sounds really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's, uh, when when people next... bring you breakfast in bed and shit. It's just like, like I mean, they're, they're, fuck they're more you elaborate standing than that, desks. <laughs> <laughs> it really it's is total opposite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wanna you wanna stand? You wanna. You want to be active? Fuck you! Want to lie down? Here's the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, fuck standing. Double down on that shit. There's uh, a couple of guys in my office who have standing desks. They I hate those. <laughs> uh, the boss, the boss asked me when they were buying them if I wanted one. I was like, "Fuck no!" They're so stupid. <laughs> They're so stupid. Joe likes to sit. <laughs> if they had a, if they had like a treadmill on them, they'd be. They'd be good, though, right? I mean, it's just that standing doesn't really do anything other than, like, hurt your knees. Actually, standing does do quite a bit. Not quite a bit. Get out of here. Standing in one one place for extended periods of time isn't great. It's it's much, much, much better than sitting. It's way better than sitting. Yes. I, I disagree. I'm calling bullshit. Well, let's see how soon you want to sit down then. Next time you stand for five hours, what does that have to do with anything? What it is, what it has to do with everything is that it's much more challenging to stand for five hours than to sit on your ass for five hours. Therefore, it's way more beneficial to your body. So things that are things that hurt you are better for you. Is that your thesis? Your body uses a lot more energy to stand than it does to sit. Like a lot more. Well, I'm I, I'm reading something from the Journal of Physical Activity and Health that says that standing burns 88 calories an hour versus 80 calories an hour burned while sitting. Yeah, that's bullshit. Walking. <laughs> so, so you got your eight calories an hour there, Mike? No, that's that's just not accurate. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just on cancer.org, the American, <laughs> the American Cancer Society's website. It's just, it's not accurate. I'm sorry. There's no way. Oh, yeah. I guess all these professional doctors are wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, sure that, I'm pretty sure that that is inaccurate. Yes. All right. I don't, I don't care either way. Well, you just, heard it here, folks. Listen to Mike, not the doctors. 
<laughs> because that is our official tagline. Listen to Mike, not to doctors. <laughs> for our segment this week, we're going to Mike. Mike, why don't you tease what you got for us? Uh, yes, I would like to talk a little bit about Saturday Night Live. Okay. So, Joe, uh, what is yeah, what awesome. is this segment on Saturday Night Live brought to us by? The segment on Saturday Night Live is brought to us by the latest video game. Introducing VR Job Simulator 1000. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. <no. laughs> How will you spend the workday? Will you chat around the water cooler? Sneak an extra piece of plain white grocery store cake at Reggie's retirement party? Mm-hmm. Work up the nerve to finally ask out Sarah in accounts payable? Of course not, because that would be a workplace simulator. In Job Simulator 1000, you only have one job, your simulated job. <laughs> You'll be doing actual simulated work in a simulated accounting department for a completely fictional stock brokerage. Enjoy beautiful pie charts and line graphs on VR simulated paper with 4K graphics. (laughs) Unnecessary. (laughs) You'd better get started on those quarterly earnings reports, and you'll be using real simulated spreadsheets powered by Microsoft Excel to make them. To enhance the realism, you can only save the game at checkpoints found after 8 to 10 hours of play. (laughs) And the game tracks if you don't play it. Miss too many weekdays of play, and the game will delete itself. You'll have been virtually fired. VR Job Simulator 1000. Play today. You'll be fired. Well, it, it's very realistic. It sounds like someone's <laughs> taking advantage of you is what it sounds like. <laughs> so a real job. <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right. Dentures for demons. <laughs> no, no. Guys, Stop trying to make dentures for demons there, happen, Mike. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. It's the mailer demon here. <laughs> I rejected. No address found. It's a good thing I got these new dentures. It's <laughs> so stupid. I'm sorry. So, gentlemen, uh, uh, for our for our segment tonight, uh, I, I, today, whatever time it is, wherever you are, I don't care. <laughs> I want to talk about SNL uh, specifically. I want to ask us each three questions. You. And that is, what are the three questions for Sean? Let's start there. Okay, Sean. They're, they're different questions. I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you three <laughs> questions. We're each going to have to answer these three questions. Uh, oh, they're the same. They're all the same questions. That's uh, less interesting. <laughs> who was the best host? What is the best sketch? And what was the best cast? Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, who was the best host? Christopher Walken, hands down. Uh-huh. He also, oh man, I, oh god damn it, the best sketch is so hard. That is really hard. You've got a lot. I, I'm tempted to say the Continental because walk-ins in my brain now, but uh, I mean, McGruber is really good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Those are yeah. different ends of the spectrum. Um, fucking. <laughs> We just got a bell there. Was that wrong? (laughs) No, Um, I I, I accidentally touched it. 
<laughs> it sounds weird, but Night at the Roxbury guys is is oh. a really funny sketch. Um, at least it was before they did it too often. Um, and then what was the last one? Favorite cast member? Best cast. I haven't best picked cast. Best cast. Best cast. All right. I haven't picked favorite or best sketch yet. Uh, God damn. Okay. Best sketch is uh, not Night at the Roxbury. Living- <laughs> no, it's it's living in a van down by the river. Okay, motivational speaker, um, Chris Farley, right? Yes, yes. Matt, and then Matt best Foley cast. Yeah, I think it was Matt. Foley. Matt Foley. Matt Foley. Um, best cast member. Is it best or my favorite? Well, I I, I would say favorite for any of these. It's it, it's okay. subjective. It's up to you. I really liked Phil Hartman a lot. Um, I'm not asking the best cast member, but the best cast. He wants the best cast. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Uh, well, shit. Um, yeah, this is the hardest S- part. Spade, Spade, Farley, Sandler. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 Lots of good, yeah. lots of good shit. In that cast, there there is. I mean, I have I have a fond I have fond memories of Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry and uh, you guys want some cookies? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I got and Daryl Hammond. I, there's there were some good ones, but I mean, Phil Hartman. Uh, oh, I forgot about Daryl Hammond. Wow. Yeah. Well, Phil Hartman. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Phil Hartman was it with with David Spade and Chris Farley and Adam Sandler and fucking uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just talking about Phil Hartman last night to, to Maria, and it was, <laughs> it was such an awkward. I was like, you know, do you remember Phil Hartman? She's like, no. I was like, <laughs> so I gave her an I example. Like like I'm like unfrozen caveman lawyer. It's one of my <laughs> one of my favorite That's sketches. Tough. And then I was like, he was murdered by his wife. Okay, good night. <laughs> <laughs> His wife killed him and that their was, children. That was pretty much uh, the end of that. Yeah, I loved him. He was murdered by his wife. <laughs> Did you know that? I'm so glad I brought that up. He was... Uh, he- you know what? That's weird. Ka- uh, Catherine and I were talking about her murdering me yesterday. Well, Maria talks about that all the time. I mean, that's every day. <laughs> well, There have been right. times I've wanted to murder both of you. I get it. For sure. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's my final answer. Walk-in host, uh, Matt Foley, and then the uh, Farley, Spade, Sandler, Hartman. Yeah, yeah. So you're group. you're you're pretty much all in on Farley. <sighs> I mean, he was so great. Oh, I, lo- yeah, I love him. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Just on that show, there are other there are comedians from that show who I like better in other you know forms of media, but like. I actually He's love S- Chris Farley is SNL. Everything Chris Farley was ever in, I I enjoyed. Yeah. I really did. Even if it was bad, I still liked it. He was just the the definition of committing to the bit. Oh, yeah. He was just he fucking just went all in on everything like physical limitations yeah. be damned. <laughs> he was, if he was physically <laughs> you know? incapable, that did not stop him. <laughs> One bit. Right, it's but that including his heart, <laughs> like you know, anything he needed to do, yeah. he just found a way to get there. And then he would like I, I remember watching him on late night talk shows, and he would come out and like do cartwheels and shit. Yeah, and then he would spend like ten minutes heavy breathing throughout the entire rest of the interview, <laughs> like trying to catch his breath, and then couldn't catch his breath before the interview ended. Yes, because <laughs> he was so fucked up even and, if, and out of breath. Even uh, if you're in pretty good shape, doing cartwheels before an interview is just 
that you're going to struggle a little. <laughs> but this For guy sure. was like 300 pounds. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. man. Well, uh, as someone who is 300 pounds, I'm impressed he could do a cartwheel at all. It, well, <laughs> you should try coke. It was the cocaine. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> But uh, let's go to you, Joe. What do you think? Best host, best sketch, best cast. The best, in that order, the best host for me is a tie between Walken and Justin Timberlake. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, I, I agree. I think that's a great choice. Yeah. I Yeah. Thank you. The best sketch, I agree with Sean, is Matt Foley, Motivational Speaker. <laughs> wow, I think we're going to have a lot of overlap in these uh <laughs> well, the, here's where here's where I'm going to diverge from the two of you cuz uh I'm going to say that the best cast ever was the 43rd cast of SNL which uh, featured my friend Luke Knoll. <laughs> You're full of oh, shit. Get out of here. One season. No. no. Are you being serious? They hired my friend Luke. It was the best. You shut your mouth. He was in like three sketches like in the Listen, background. Listen, I'm, don't be an I'm asshole, not, they, Sean. Jesus, you're doing the right obvious, thing, Joe. It's obvious. It's obvious they did not utilize him to any real degree. Look, he doesn't listen to this. They should. I, I agree. They should. They matter. should have used. They should have definitely used him. Luke is did. one, honestly, one of the funniest people I've ever met, and they did not use that guy at all. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I was actually. Shame. I've seen a, a lot of his stuff, and he is hilarious. Uh, and he, yeah, they did. They did shortchange him, for sure. That season would have been way better if they had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard some of his music. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's funny, dude. Please, please come inside my powder room. <laughs> look him up. Look him up on Spotify, <laughs> listeners. Luke Null. Uh, honestly, some of some of that music, even though I've heard it dozens of times, it still makes me laugh. Well, as for me, uh, I I think there's zero question whatsoever that Christopher Walken is the best host of SNL. I, <laughs> the Continental is just not even just that, but we've got so great. You've you've got a lot of contenders for best sketch belong to Christopher Walken, like oh yeah, Cow- Cowbell was Cowbell. Up there I think for most me. most people the Census, the Census, yes. of course the Continental, but also the the <laughs> the uh, uh, the gardener gardener's who's afraid, afraid of plants. plants. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 uh, Colonel if Angus. You, if you're going truly, Colonel <laughs> Angus. That's just what I was about to say, Colonel <laughs> Angus. I mean, just an amazing number of of great sketches, and I'll I'll never forget. Uh, I think it was the 25th anniversary of SNL. They had a lot of the hosts in the audience, and they interviewed them, and 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 somebody asked him like what why he was such a great host, and he's like. I just, I, I, I look at the cue cards and I read the lines. <laughs> Sean, you can probably do it. I read what they tell me to say. <laughs> I stand yeah. where they tell me to stand. And I say the lines. <laughs> exactly. But uh, he's, I mean, he just, he's the best host by far. Best sketch. Um, I I am of a specific opinion of the on this uh Category. I I really like the those crazy Mikey Day uh, Moynihan sketches, <laughs> mm, okay. especially 
the Kevin Roberts sketch with Larry David. Yes, Kevin Roberts is so great. Oh man, I think yeah that that's probably my favorite. Close close second is David S. Pumpkins, which everybody kind of agrees is great. The Chippendales sure. Chris Farley sketch. Oh my God, the yeah, Chippendales sketch. Yeah, that's a close sketch. number two for me. Yeah. It Will Forte as the as the football coach with oh, Peyton yeah. Manning. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, and and he plays. He takes out a boombox and he's like, "Now I don't know how to motivate you guys, <laughs> but maybe maybe this song will." And then he presses play and it's just like. <laughs> and it's Will Forte just like dancing ridiculously while all these football players are just watching him. What was that? In what was that sketch with Will Forte and Kristen Wiig where they do where they do like a an album? Like a, yes, it's an Easter album yeah. with Seth Rogen hosting, and it's uh, songs about toddlers, jars of beer, spaceships, and model T cars. <laughs> that is a really, really. And funny I can sketch. sing all of the songs off that album. <laughs> it's, and that's all the time we have. <laughs> no, wait, Mike didn't say his best, his favorite cast. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> this week for the game, we're going to me, and I am bringing back. Impossible trivia. Oh God! Ooh, shit. Actually, I love impossible trivia. What am, who am I kidding? Yeah, it's yeah, it's I always a good time. Sean, what is this edition of Impossible Trivia brought to us by? American Leaders, the country's ninth largest manufacturer of two-liter bottles. In our storied history of the last four and a half months, <laughs> we've worked to change the game when it comes to designing fun, exciting two-liter bottles taking some of your favorite beverages to exciting new places, adding ridges where maybe there weren't any before, a larger or smaller curve toward the bottom of the bottle. I could go on and on, but then you already know this stuff. And while we've taken tremendous pride in bringing you quality bottles, our most recent design, number 45, is regrettably not up to our high standards of quality and integrity. Therefore, to the entire world, we would like to issue our sincerest apology for American Leader Number 45. It's unshapely, bloated, and discolored. Quite frankly, it's fat and ugly. The world hates American Leader Number 45. Our country hates American Leader Number 45. It's stupid, and it's it got its tan out of a bottle. American Leaders. We're better than this. <laughs> I'm so happy that's not political at all. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, it's about two liter bottles. Oh, yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Sean. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. For this edition of Impossible Trivia, I put a little bit of a twist on it. And that twist is, I was not allowed to do any research. <laughs> okay. So this is the Joe Knows edition of Impossible Trivia, because these are all questions that I already knew the answers to. <laughs> oh, man. This better be good, Joe. Some of them will be good. Some of them will frustrate you. But either way, I'm going to have a good time. All right. Well, I think for those of you listening who are unfamiliar with impossible trivia, there are two kinds of questions: a buzzing question and a lock-in question. For a buzzing question, uh, each each player will have a buzzer, and the first to buzz in gets the first guess. Each player will get two guesses, if assuming nobody gets any of them uh, right. 
In a lock-in question, each player will have to submit their answer to me ahead of time, locking them into it. The answer will be a number, and whoever is closest to that number will, re will receive one point. Uh, buzzing questions are worth three. That was not my best explanation of that, but we're going with it because this scotch has taken hold. Good thing we have an entire episode to go. <laughs> I agree. Gentlemen, are you ready? ready? Yes. All right. Uh, so I've got guacamole. That's me. Which <laughs> yeah, I knew that was Mike because number two is I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old. Well, if you could have told me why guacamole was specific to me, I would have given you a negative point, Joe. Uh, I didn't even realize you had that ability. You but, can't. Uh, no, yeah, you I don't. can't. You're no. right. Because he likes guacamole and holes. Oh, it's, guacamole. It's a, gotcha. it's a Futurama reference. Oh, yeah, that's totally lost. Anyway, question number one is a buzzing question. Fingers on buzzers. Got it. In the 1995 game Earthworm Jim 2, released on Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, during the level called Villy People, where Jim has to work his way through the intestinal system of some kind of giant fucking space beast, he suddenly has to play on a game show. One of the quiz questions was, what color is Jim's red gun? What did the game accept as the guacamole? Guacamole. The answer is red. That is incorrect, Sean. <laughs> I will finish reading the question. Yes. Uh, after what color is Jim's red gun, what did the game accept as the correct answer? Uh... Anything. It accepted anything you typed in. That is incorrect. Uh, Mike, your second uh, your second guess. Blue. That is incorrect. Sean, your final guess. Yellow. Incorrect. God damn it. The answer the game accepted was green. I played this game. Do you remember Shit. this part of I the game? I don't remember it, no. <laughs> well, I do. Does this have something to do with being colorblind? <laughs> Green, red, colorblind? No. Okay. Maybe it does. I don't know. I didn't write the game. Question number two is a locking question. Okay. In Batman's main Earth-1, Earth-Prime continuity, and excluding the vigilante gang from the series title We Are Robin, how many different characters have been Robin? <laughs> How many different Robins have there been? Oh, Sean, God you damn put it. your answer in the group chat. <laughs> sure did. All right, let me plug your answers into my mathemulator. I mean, I think you're, I think you're really wrong. So I'm not. Uh... All right, uh, Sean, you uh, sent your answer very publicly first. I did. How many Robins do you believe there have been? I said. Two. Two. Okay. I'm doing uh, Price is Right guessing, hoping that I don't go over. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> it, it does, and it's just whoever's closest. <laughs> All right. 
And Mike, what uh, what did you answer for the number of robins? Eight. Eight. The correct answer is five. Mike, you take the point for that That's, round. We're both we're both three away. Wait, we're both three away. <laughs> um, well, the mathemulator says Sean is four away, but that what? That isn't correct. <laughs> All right, it's a tie. No points awarded. <laughs> Ooh. I will award the point to either of you if you can name two Robins. Well, give it to me because I didn't go over. <laughs> like Price That's is Right. That's not how it works, no, this Sean. Isn't, this isn't the Price is Right. There's <laughs> uh, uh, Robin I Gibb. I, I can't name any of them. <laughs> Oh, really? You can't even name Dick Grayson? No, I can't. I'm yeah, sorry. That's, yeah, that was uh, Chris O'Donnell's character. Yeah, except you, and, uh, that's you correct. didn't name it, though, Sean. So Yeah. I did. Chris so, O'Donnell. No no points awarded in that round. <laughs> what about uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No, that, the, yeah, the, he's act, not a real the actor Robin. doesn't count. All right. All right. Also, I don't think he was supposed to be Robin. No, he's not a real Robin. He just had the middle name of Robin, which was stupid. Moving on. Question number three is a buzz-in question. Let me reset the buzzers. Characters from which popular webcomic star in the RPG series on the rain-slick precipice of darkness? <laughs> what? What? Characters from which popular webcomic star in the RPG series on the rain-slick precipice of darkness? Uh, I'm Mike. Uh, XKCD? That is incorrect. Mike, your first guess. I don't know. I I have no answer. You can't even name a webcomic? Penny Arcade. That is correct. <laughs> what? <laughs> God damn it. I win. <laughs> Well done. Sorry, Sean. I uh, that's all it right. was. It was the only one I could name in such a short time. <laughs> uh, fortunately, it was the correct one. So, three points are awarded to Mike. <laughs> oh, that was. Uh, I'm gonna remember that. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, they 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 hired a development studio to make an RPG about. I them. might check that out. <laughs> <laughs> the first two installments are funny and I enjoy them. The latter two, not so much. All right. Question number four is a lock-in question. What year did Action Comics number one come out, famous for being the first appearance of Superman? Mm, okay. All right. We're going to enter... Your years into the math emulator, I realized why it didn't work before. I did not type in what Sean actually wrote. I instead put the number one. That'll do it. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. Mike, I got your answer first. What year do you believe Superman made his first appearance in Action Comics number one? Uh, I guess 1939. 1939. Mm. That was a long time ago. Sure was. Sean, what year do you believe Action Comics number one came out? I think Mike is closer. I I, I was going to say like 41 or 42, but then I was like, no, that's 
That's too early. So I said 1947, but I think it might have been in the 30s. Well, the correct answer was 1938. (laughs) So being only one year away, Mike takes that point. I I do believe that I have heard that before, and I I was approximating my memory. Uh, What you might have been remembering is probably, no doubt, one of the thousands of times I talked about when Batman first made his appearance, which Mm. was the following year in 1939. I think you're right. Man. Yeah. That's why, you know, I made such a big deal last year about Batman's 80th anniversary. It is, it's amazingly old. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes. Also, Mike getting one year away makes this not impossible trivia at all. That's like very possible trivia. Well, I mean, it was stipulated with the fact that Joe had to know the answers before even researching them. Because oh, I know. I'm, ju- I'm just saying. I think he's he, it's mostly impossible. impossible because we don't know really what the fuck we're talking about in most of these categories. That that, <laughs> that and the impossible trivia is a game format involving the buzzings right. and the lock-ins. All right, all right. It's a you're brand just upset show. because you're <laughs> it's losing. <a> brand. <laughs> it's trademarked. All right. Question number five is a lock-in question. <laughs> I drive a 2009 Kia Spectra. (laughs) When I looked at the odometer yesterday after driving home from work, (laughs) what was the mileage on it? See, this this is fitting, I think, right? 2009, huh? Yep. All right, the answers are locked in. I will type them into the mathemulator, hopefully correctly. Sean, I got your answer first. Mm Mm-hmm. How many miles do you think are on my car? Yeah, I guessed 140,696. Okay. Okay. And Mike? Uh, I guessed 148,513. You two are pretty close together. Yeah. Within within 10,000 miles. Yeah, within 10,000 miles. The correct answer... Is one hundred and twenty-five thousand two hundred and forty-eight. So only wow. being a little over fifteen thousand miles off, Sean, you take that point. I, I overestimated stands. your commute. Yes. Well, you, it's a two thousand nine vehicle, but yeah. have you owned it since two thousand nine? No, I haven't. And right, when I bought right. it, it only problem. had forty three thousand miles on it. Right, right. There it is. That's why I think that it would have had closer to what Mike and I guessed had you owned it. Probably from just that time. Just from coming to visit you twice a year. <laughs> That's true. That adds up. The score currently stands: Mike four, Sean one. And we are now at question number six. This is a buzz-in question. Let me reset the buzzers. In 1940, the character Alan Scott debuted as the first superhero to fight crime under the name Green Lantern. His magic ring gave him a variety of powers, but it had a significant weakness. I'm Mike. The color yellow. Ooh. That is incorrect. God damn it. Really? uh, I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Let me finish reading the question. Oh, come on. What substance was the ring powerless to affect? Mike, your first guess. 
Uh, diamond. Incorrect. Sean, your second and final guess. What substance was it powerless to affect? Yep. Light. Incorrect. Mike, your second and final guess. Oh, uh, God. Um. Wait a minute. I have a guess now. Well, you've already used all of them. I know, but I want to, after Mike's, I want to try it if he doesn't get it. Okay. You won't get any credit, but you can I, try it. I, I know, I know. I'm just going to say human flesh. Wow. Uh, no, but I would read that. That's kind of awesome. Is it kryptonite? No. Okay. The answer uh, was wood. Huh. His ring could not affect wood. Now, what you're thinking of is the Silver Age Green Lantern, the Green Lantern Corps that uh, carried on into the modern day. But in the golden age, the ring was magic and it could not affect wood. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember thinking how stupid it is that a color was uh, a weakness to a superhero. Well, I mean, it is a green lantern. <laughs> yeah. What you have to understand is yellow is the cover color of fear. I see. Yeah. Was there a lot of, a lot of tension with Asia at the time? Yes. Probably. <laughs> there still <laughs> is. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. Silver Age started in the 60s, so, you know, we just mm. came out of Korea, going into Vietnam. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was wood. The answer was wood. No points awarded. Number seven, question number seven is a lock-in question. Score still stands Mike Forshawn one. What was the price earlier today when I bought a pair of Allbirds Tree Runners men's size 12? Oh, shit. Okay. Hmm. Just a little background. We'll, we'll price is right it here. The Tree Runners, the topper is made from uh, a mesh made out of sustainably farmed eucalyptus pulp. Very breathable. It's getting a little too warm to wear my wool mizzles, so I, I ordered a new pair of Allbirds because uh, I, I'm in love with that shoe company. I got to try some of these. Yeah, I do too. I've been eager ever since you talked about them for the first time. Mike, I got your answer first. Why don't you? Well, I know this, I know this is an expensive shoe, and I'm gonna say sure. I'm gonna say it was on sale, and I'm gonna say ninety two ninety nine. All right, and Sean, your answer. I also thought that it was uh, an expensive, or rather a quality shoe, but yep. I did not believe that it was on sale. Uh, so I said one twenty nine sixty nine. The correct answer. It was not on sale. Ninety five dollars. Oh, <laughs> still closer. Excellent. Now, Sean, you would have been closer to the wool mizzle. Which is a hundred and fifteen, I think. I but, see. But uh, yeah, the 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 tree tree runners ninety five dollars quality oh, shoe. That's affordable. I was very yeah, close. Absolutely. You were two dollars off, Mike. Not too bad. So this and by for, by prices right rules, I I won. Yeah, you got in under. Yeah. You got a yeah. Uh, shame that that doesn't get you anything extra. Score stands at Mike 5, Sean 1. Gentlemen, question number 8. This is a buzzing question. I will reset. All right, good to go. 
In the computer game Kerbal Space Program, the furthest planet I've successfully landed on <laughs> and safely returned from is Duna. Which planet of our own system does Duna mirror? I'm Mike. Well, I'm going to say Mars. No. <laughs> you, you're, you're not. I'm Mike. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, uh... <laughs> I am actually. I am Mike. It worked. <laughs> it worked. I completely forgot because we did so many lock-in questions in a row. Uh, Joe, I'm gonna say Mars. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Four points awarded to I'm Mike. Not Mike, but I'm Mike. I mean, our listeners are gonna know that I was right. So, that's what matters. No, I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Which planet of our own system does Duna mirror? I'm Mike. Uh, Well, I'm going to say... Tatooine. Tatooine. Okay, question number nine. This is also a buzzing question. Going back to comic books... When Kyle Rayner died defending the Green Lantern power battery during Blackest Night, <laughs> a different colored ring of the emotional spectrum selected Guy Gardner to be its wielder. What color was it? Guacamole. Uh, I'm going to go with blue. That is incorrect. Blue, the color <laughs> of hope, is incorrect. Sean, your first guess. Let's say red. Red, the color of rage. That is correct. Yes. That's bullshit. Guy Gardner was so outraged by the Guardians taking Kyle's ring from him as he died that he got a red ring of rage. Well, we've all been there. (coughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) All right, three points awarded to Sean. The score is now Sean 7, Mike 5. And it comes to the last question, question 10. This is a lock-in question. Oh, so I have no chance of winning. That's awesome. Actually, you do, because there are three (laughs) possible points. Ooh. You're going to give me three answers in a three-part question. All right. And each one of those answers will be worth one point. All right. In 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, Jesus. What spell level is Fireball? What is the minimum level a wizard would have to be in order to cast Fireball? And what is the maximum amount of damage possible without using higher level spell slots to cast it? Oh my god. You're going to have to repeat all of that. What (sighs) spell level is Fireball? Yes. What is the minimum level a wizard would have to be in order to cast it? And what is the maximum amount of damage it could do without using a higher level spell slot? Oh, Jesus. All right. So uh, let's go through each answer. Uh, Sean, you gave your answers first. So what is the spell level of Fireball? Well, Joe, Fireball is obviously spell level six. Spell level six. Mike? Spell level four. 
The correct answer is spell level three. So, Mike, you take that point. All right. Second part. What level would a wizard have to be in order to cast it? Sean? Joe, the answer is nine. Nine. Ninth level wizard. Mike? Uh, Sixteen. The correct answer is five. (laughs) Shit. So, Sean, Sean takes that point. Yeah, I guess wizards learn pretty fast, huh? Let's, uh... Yeah, I mean, spell spell level three, even four wouldn't be that require a 16. At level 16, you're casting practically every spell possible in the game. That's a ridiculous... That's, that's right, because in D&D, it's like, level. it's like pretty much max level 20, right? Generally, yes. Yeah, I forgot. Hmm. Anything above 20, you enter the like epic tier where you might as well be a god. Huh. In fact, a lot of quests written for epic level characters are about trying to become an actual deity nice okay and the last part what is the minimum damage that a fireball cast i thought it was maximum no i said minimum okay (laughs) oh no i did say maximum you're right yeah you did say maximum. thank you (laughs) and fortunately i also meant to say maximum uh sean well joe yeah after a lot of thought, I settled on a number. Mm-hmm. That number is 69. <laughs> What's so funny? Well, good luck rolling that as a maximum. Mike, uh, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I said 25. I got, I got some big dice. Yes, and somehow they have, uh, like, odd numbers, odd number of sides. <laughs> I forgot about the dice. <laughs> Not gonna lie. All right. This is, this is a close one because it's, in the, it's somewhere in the middle of your two answers. Ooh. Um, one of you is off by 23, and the other is off by 21. <laughs> Wow, we both suck, but it doesn't matter because Sean already won. (laughs) It's true, but he also got this correct because the answer is 48. Wow. All right. So the game ends with Sean having a score of nine and Mike having a score of six. Congratulations, Sean. Thank you. I I can only say that I definitely won because of luck. I did not take any skill whatsoever. That is usually the case with impossible trivia. <laughs> That's true. It's kind of the point. Well, it's an honor just to be nominated. I had a I had a tiebreaker ready if it came to that. Um, let's hear it. Let's 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 play it. Uh, this does break with the format of the others. In a, in a way, <laughs> Mike wants to record a third episode tonight. God damn it. <laughs> Gentlemen, this is the same tiebreaker from every previous edition of Impossible Trivia. What is the volume of water in liters on Earth? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, I know this. I'm not even going to bother trying to answer it, so. I know this. Are we, I know we're, we're actually locking it in, really? Yeah, I locked mine in. You, you said you're not guessing, oh, so okay, I guess we're fine. at zero, Jesus, Jesus Christ, 50 trillion, okay? You're I wrong. I'm way closer. 50 trillion. You're wrong. I'm way closer. Uh, yes, Sean is is closer with an answer of four quadrillion because the answer is one point three eight six septillion. 
Oh, that's right. Yes, it's uh, way higher than any imaginable number. That's right. <laughs> Septillion means that uh, they lay eggs, uh, but they can also swim. That's correct. The number is so big it has scales. It has scales and a forked tongue. Uh, that was uh, the latest edition of Impossible Trivia. Well done, Sean. Yes, thank and you. And that is our episode. With a score of 10,000, Sean and Mike are tied for this week's loser. Whew. Uh, all right. I don't... I, I don't think you. I don't think you this quite week, tapped the bell ten thousand times, but we'll uh... look. This week's this week's real loser is everyone who had to listen to that demon dentures commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> you know what? I, I I'm done. I'm done for tonight, guys. Thanks. No, no, no. Have a good night. No. All right. No. Bye. All right, that was Mike Pareto. I am (laughs) Joe Morkle. I'm Sean Keller. Have a great week. Bye. (laughs) A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here or there is often very necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom and you can be jolly. Now and then is relished by the wisest men. Shut the fuck up, bird. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs>